This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you so much, Sid, and thank you all for joining us. For 15 years, my guest said he had a hunger to see miracles and experience God. And he said it has been an amazing journey and actually becoming normal. But a few years back, he started to get a deeper and greater revelation in the area of our union with Jesus. And the results in his ministry exploded. He he said it was like finding a missing ingredient when it comes to divine health and the answer to ministering to the sick. This ingredient, he said, was the life of God. Well, I am very excited. What about you out there? Please welcome, all the way from the Healing Academy in Oklahoma, Chad Gonzalez. Hi, Chad. Hey, Donna, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. Now, my goodness, this sounds pretty exciting. When you say that you got a revelation in the area of our union with Jesus and uh, and it was the life of God was was what the revelation was explain that to us when we started out in ministry I I had had a hunger uh, just to see some see some things see the supernatural experience God in some mighty ways and so we started out um, just teaching healing the way that I had heard most people teaching it right uh, mostly you know, looking at the stories of, of Jesus and healing people and, and hearing, you know, over and over and over, First Peter 2, 24, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And, yes. And so I started kind of teaching it like that, and, and we were seeing some good results. But uh, then I started uh, spending some time uh, looking at some of the, the teachings and writings of, of John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth, and I started noticing this phrase every once in a while about the life of God. And uh, John G. Lake talked a little bit about it, but not a whole lot. And so it just kind of sparked my interest. And, and I started going through the book of John and, um, and started noticing that Jesus talked about it a lot. And, um, and so I started kind of digging into it. And then it was one day, it was probably about, we've been going probably about three or four years, five years into this. And then I, I decided to, to get real bold and teach about it one time. <laughs> and uh, that first night we taught on it, oh, my goodness, like the, the miracles just exploded. And I knew we were on to something. And so continue studying on that for, for several years. And I'm still studying on it. And um, and actually just, just the other day I was, I was doing some reading and came upon something about it, you know, in, in, uh, in Corinthians I'd never seen before. And so it's just... I was so amazed at this topic. It's throughout the New Testament, but we just haven't heard a whole lot about it. And uh, so it's just been an amazing, amazing journey, and um, it's just been good. And I'm excited about what, what lies ahead, you know. Yes, yes. Now, you, you you said you started teaching on it. I, I remember you told me that one of your very first services that you actually were going to minister on this new revelation that you had on the life of God, and you started teaching. Um, give me an example of, of what happened at that meeting. Well, I had taught this at a youth camp, 
it was a youth camp up in Spokane, Washington. We were doing three services, and each night I was teaching on kind of a different aspect of the life of God and our union with Christ. And one of the most amazing miracles I've, I've uh, we've ever seen up to this point, it was a young girl. She had a skin disease. You know, it's a summer camp, and so you know, everybody's in shorts and t-shirts and you know, like little muscle type shirts. And so, mm-hmm. you this this girl, you could see all of her arms and and see most of her legs. And and I mean, she had just this red blotchy, you know, skin disease all over her. And so while while I was teaching on some things, one of the camp counselors that was sitting beside her raised her hand, and she's real frantic, and she said, "Oh my gosh, Chad, 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 you have to come look." And so I ran over there. I said, what, what's happening? And she said, the disease, the skin disease, it's disappearing. And I said, what are, you, what are you talking about? She said, look at her skin. And so all over her body, you could see this. But, like, I was, I, I was in amazement because I looked, and you could literally see it just slowly disappearing from the top of her head. And we, we watched it. All these teenagers, there's about 200. <laughs> Everybody runs up, and we just stood there and just watched. And watch this just slowly going down. It was almost like, you know, someone grabbed an eraser, you know, went up to a whiteboard and just started slowly just, you know, wiping across, you know, the writing. It was just something like that. It wow. was absolutely amazing. And in that same service, it was just the only way I know how to describe it was just like popcorn going off. Yes. Yes. Um, there was a young boy that was, I say young, he was 18. He was sitting on the front row and he had some real thick. Uh, glasses on and and I had noticed that during the service while I was teaching and this was before this happened with this girl I noticed that while I was teaching I saw him get up and walk to the back we were meeting in this big gymnasium he walked to the back of the gym and I saw him standing there he'd take his glasses off and put them back on take them off and put them back on and you know I'm teaching but I see this kid I'm like what is this kid doing and so a few minutes later, he comes back up and sits down and doesn't say anything. Well, after this girl got healed, all these other kids started getting healed. So we start getting testimonies. Well, this young guy raises his hand. And I said, what, what's going on? And he said, well, while you were teaching, he said, I noticed that my eyes got blurry with my glasses on. And he said, I took my glasses off and noticed that I could see clear. He said, so I walked to the back. And he said, from the very back of the of the gym, he said, I was reading all the words that were on the on the projector screen. And so we're all praising God and stuff. Well, my friend was his youth pastor. And my friend came up to me and said, Chad, he said, he said, you don't realize how big of a deal this is. He said, that dude was legally blind. He said he was he was so legally blind that without his glasses, he would literally walk into you and not even see you. And he was standing back there, you know, about seventy five feet reading words from a screen. So we just had a marvelous, marvelous time that night. And then that just kind of kicked off even more wonderful miracles the next couple of nights. And so when all that happened, I I was like, okay, we might be onto something here. So you noticed a difference uh, that night when you were delivering and releasing this message on the life of God. You did actually notice an acceleration or, or a difference in your ministry. Oh, yeah. And I, I always say this. It wasn't anything about me. I don't believe there's anything special about me or any type of special anointing or anything like that. But what I started noticing was the fact that when we were teaching healing from this aspect, uh, from our union with Christ and this life that's already on the inside of us, by teaching it from that perspective, 
all of a sudden what it did was it took people's eyes off of them mm-hmm. and took their eyes off of their faith, their confession. You know, it took it all off of them and it put it back on Jesus. And, you know, I mean, you, you can go up a mountain many different sides. There's many different pathways yes. to get to the top. Yes. And, you know, and for and for us, you know, ultimately at the top, it's healing. And so there's no, no way that's necessarily a wrong way. But for me, kind of what I started discovering was that teaching on it from our union and the life of God, maybe you could say it, it was the fastest way up to the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the fastest way. It was the easiest way. There weren't really any, you know, rocks. To, to step over and crevices to jump over. I mean, it was just super easy and smooth. And it just became very, very easy. And so that's been my thing. If I can just get people to stop looking at themselves and just get focused on who is on the inside of them and what's on the inside of them, all of a sudden healing becomes very, very easy. Yes, yes. Very, very normal. Well, I know there's a heavy anointing on this message. That is for sure. I know that, that, that God's word doesn't return void, and it itself is anointing, and you found a heavy anointing on this message and the way you're teaching this. Uh, tell me about the Kenneth Hagen conference where you taught it. So uh, my wife and I, my wife Lacey and I, we went to Rama Bible Training College. That's where we went to Bible school. And, and so we've had a great, great relationship with Rama and the Hagens and and uh, Kenneth Hagen, that's my pastor. And so I was very honored. He called me back in, in 2015, invited me to speak at uh, Kenneth Hagen's camp meeting. So very honored, privileged to get to do that. So we went into that. And, you know, I mean, Kenneth Hagen, I mean, everybody knows him and the kind of the word of faith camp, kind of the, the, the father of that. And so yes, there was, there was a little bit of intimidation there for me <laughs> uh, going in there and and teaching on some of these things, and that was part of that, you know, kind of my 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 family and heritage, spiritual heritage, right there. But we went in, and I just I taught uh, on the same stuff I've been teaching on, just as far as our union and and the life of God in us, and and probably about I'd say it was about 30, 30, 40 minutes into it, all of a sudden people started getting healed, and. There was a um, just a few of the examples. There was a woman there who she had been in a, a very bad uh, car accident. She was Catholic, and she, it was so funny because she raised her hand, and I was running all over the auditorium. And that's a big auditorium. <laughs> I was running all over, you know, getting testimonies. And she had raised her hand, and I asked her what was going on, and she said, "Well, look, first of all, she said I'm Catholic," and she said. I know nothing about any of this. She said, this is the first time I'm hearing any of this. She said, I was actually at Walmart yesterday, and this lady was telling me about the services and inviting me to come, so I came. But she said, I was in a bad car accident months ago, and she said, I've been in severe pain uh, since that accident all throughout my body. And she said, I was just sitting here, and she said, while you were teaching, she said, I felt this, this heat come all over my body. And she said, literally... All the pain is gone, like all of it. She said, I haven't been pain-free since the car accident. And so she was kind of freaked out. But that happened. Then there was uh, one of the ushers. He was sitting on the side, and he had torn his rotator cuff, and he was instantly healed. Now, are you saying that there was not a healing line or anything? People weren't like ministers laying hands on people and that kind of thing. People were just getting healed where they sat? Yeah, no healing line. Um <laughs> You know, because that's a that's a that's a big big auditorium. There's there's a couple thousand people in there. So, 
you know, in situations like that, it's kind of hard to, you know, lay hands on people um, and get to them. But yeah, people were just getting healed sitting in their seats. And that was one of the most amazing things in that particular service. We did not lay hands on one person, not one person. Wow. And all of these people were getting healed. Probably one of the tearjerkers was there was a man that came up. I had had my head turned to the left and I was doing some teaching. And all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of like you just feel somebody right behind you, you know, they just kind of popped up. And I turned around and there's this man standing right behind me up in the front. And it kind of shocked me. I said, hey, uh, what, what are you doing? And and then all of a sudden he starts crying and he goes, I came in here on a walker. Hmm. And he said, I'm standing here before you without a walker. <laughs> and he said, I took it. He said, he said, I took a step of faith. He said, I was sitting in the back. And he said, I took a step of faith. And he said, the people back there can tell you they saw me come in on this walker. And, um, and he said he hadn't been able to walk without that walker and, you know, in years. And so we start shouting and praising God. And then when, as we're doing that, then more people start getting healed. And, uh, it was just an amazing, amazing service and uh, something that always stick with me. Yes. Yes. And, uh, but again, we, we saw that and I just realized, okay, we're really on to something here. You know, here's people that know the word, they know the scriptures, no healing, you know, all that type of stuff. And yet we weren't laying hands on anybody. Yes. And and even deliverances were happening when, when you have ministered this message, too. Um, tell me about the lady that was actually involved with David Koresh. Oh, my goodness. This happened in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. And it's a pastor fr- friend of mine named Jay Jones. And he had he invited me to come to his church, and we did a whole week uh, conference. And this one particular night, we were teaching, and we were having lots Lots of miracles were taking place in this church. It wasn't, it's not, it wasn't a large church. And this uh, lady, she had raised her hand. I'd asked, you know, some different ones, you know, who needed healing. And this one lady raised her hand and I said, well, what's going on with you? And she said, well, I'm deaf. She said, I can't hear in both ears. She said, I have hearing aids, but without the hearing aids, I can't hear. And so I had her, uh, I had her take out the hearing aids. I put my hand on her. And as soon as I put my hand on her, and I don't know how to describe it, but just I, I knew that this was demonic. I just, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. knew it on the inside. And so I put my hands on her, and we just took authority over that, that demonic spirit that was the cause of this and commanded it to go. And then uh, suddenly her ears opened up, and it was one of the sweetest things. We, we actually have this on video because it was so sweet because all of a sudden she starts to talk, and then you can see it in her eyes and her ears see it in her face she goes oh my gosh I can hear my voice I can hear my voice I can hear my voice and and she starts laughing and jumping up and down it was so sweet so later that night the uh, pastor Jay and I we we go to eat him and his wife and I were sitting there and talking he said Chad he said I gotta tell you something he said you know when you picked up that that was demonic and dealt with that he said you got to hear the backstory he said this woman had been involved in the occult for decades. And she was she was heavily involved in the occult out in California. And then she came over to Texas and joined up with David Koresh in Waco. Oh. And he said that she she escaped out of the compound the day before the FBI raided the compound in Waco. And uh, and he said, so that's all, you know, all the all the after effects of all of that type of stuff. And so 
uh, yeah, it was just, it was an amazing, amazing night of miracles. And that one just, that was amazing. And understanding the history of what she had been dealing sure. with. Yes, yes. And you didn't know that until until no, God, God revealed that to you. Yes, that it was demonic. And then, and then the healing was able to come forth. Yeah. Ah, that, that is amazing. Chad, I want to circle back around a little bit here. I want to make it really, really clear that people know exactly what you're talking about here. And you ask a question in your book that the answer should be obvious, I would think. You ask the question, why did God give Jesus to the world? Okay, so Chad? Yeah, um, so yeah, if you were to ask that question to most people, most people say, well, that's obvious to go to heaven. Um, but if we actually look in the scripture and look at what Jesus had to say, that's not necessarily the answer. Now, certainly we're not denying that there isn't a, a heaven and a hell. You know, there's very much a heaven again and a hell to shun. And thank God that when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, you know, whenever we take our last breath or, you know, if we're here when Jesus comes, yes, we get to go to heaven. But we find that what Jesus talks about is that his primary purpose for Jesus coming was not necessarily to change our destination. It was to change our position. It wasn't necessarily to take us to heaven. It was to get God in his life on the inside of us. Yes. You know, so many times we talk about, you know, eternal life, abundant life, and, and, we always put that off into the future of when I go to heaven. But, you know, this word life, whether you put the word eternal, you know, or abundant in front of it, this word life, it's the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E. And it literally means the life of God, the life that God has and the life that God is. And, and so, you know, when you look at John chapter 5 and verse 21 and, and 26, Jesus says that the same life that the Father has in himself it's the very same life that the son has in himself. And then Jesus makes this powerful statement. And he said, and I can give it away to whomever I will. Oh, yes. And so, so right there, we see that Jesus understands that he is literally a possessor of this life. Uh, we see in John chapter one, verse four, that it says that in him was life and that life was the, the light of men. So God put this life into Jesus and then in John 5, Jesus tells us he's a possessor of this life. And not only is he a possessor of this life, but he can also give this life away. Yes, yes. And then we get down to John 10, verse 10, which, you know, a lot of people know. And if they were to quote it, you know, we all know this piece that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you would have life. He didn't say that I came so you could go to heaven. And he didn't say, I came so I could get you out of this mess. <laughs> you know, he said, I came so you could have something. Yes. I came so you could have life. And if we keep things, you know, in context, he, we find out that this very same life Jesus came so we could have, it's the very same life that he has. And it's the very same life that the Father is and has. And, and so it's very interesting that we begin to discover that, you know, Jesus came to put something on the inside of us. Now, one of the wonderful byproducts of this life, this eternal life, is yes, we do get to go to heaven and thank God for that. Yes. But if the primary purpose of Jesus coming to the earth was so we could go to heaven, well then, you know, once we say, Jesus, be the Lord and Savior of my life, then we need to get out of here. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
that should be the thing. But he left us here for a purpose, and that's to get that life into other people and to manifest heaven, you know, on the earth. And it's actually very interesting. Even if you go over into First Corinthians uh, chapter fifteen, it it goes on to tell us that that Jesus, you know, in looking at the contrast between the first Adam and the last Adam, you know, Adam that was in the Garden of Eden, and then Jesus, the last Adam, that you know, Adam. You know, he was a giver of physical life, and Jesus, he was a giver of spiritual life, and that you and I have been made in the very image, you know, of Jesus Christ himself. And so we're we're hooked up with that. Jesus is the vine, and we are the branch, and everything that's flowing through him, uh, that's flowing through us. And so we're now in the very same position that just as Jesus is a possessor of that life, we're a possessor of that life. And in the very same way that Jesus could give it away, you and I can give it away yes. because we're a possessor of it. Yes. And, you know, what you have in your possession, well, you can give it away whenever you want. Wow. But Jesus also, <laughs> he goes on and talks about it, but we've got this well of living water that, that springs up, you know, everlasting life on the inside. So one of the wonderful revelations of that piece is that you never run out. Yes. Yes. We can give it away as much as we want, and we never run out because it's a continual, abundant, you know, everlasting supply of life. Right, right. That's on the inside of us. Chad, this is so exciting. I mean, you know, I've really never heard of anybody talk about it like this. Most people just say, yes, yeah, so I can go to heaven. But you're saying if he came uh, to, to give us life, it's not just to change our future, where we're going in the future, but also to change our present, our now. It's it's you're saying, let's put this in the now. Yeah, because so much of our of our teaching about salvation is always in the future. You know, I mean, go back to the go back to some of the older days and listen to even the songs that were sung. I mean, it was always about you know the sweet by and by getting getting to heaven and. <laughs> We go through the pearly gates, and then we get to start enjoying life. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Jesus in his prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, we, there's so many wonderful, wonderful realities about who we are in him and our union with him in that prayer. But Jesus makes this one statement, and he said, Father, he said, I don't pray that you should take them out of this world. And he said, you know, they, as I am not of this world, they are not of this world. He said, I don't pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, this this other reality that we are to be living according to this reality of heaven, and, and one of those wonderful truths of this alternate reality is that there's this life, this eternal, abundant life, the life of God that's on the inside of us, that will allow us to go through this life and live this life in divine health, so that no matter what type of pandemic, no matter what type of disease. Maybe running all all around the world, it shall not come near us, and it shall not overtake us. And it's something that's kind of alluded to in what we know in, in Psalm ninety-one. You know, this powerful uh, psalm about you know God's protection and his deliverance. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see a little bit of foreshadowing in that, and that you know you you dwell in Him, you abide in Him, and none of these things will overtake you. Yes. A thousand fall at one side, ten thousand another, but it shall not come near you. No plague or calamity shall come near this tent. And it's that same thing over in the New Testament in John chapter 15. Jesus makes a statement. He said, 
if you abide in me, it's union. If you abide in me and I in you, you know, you will produce much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And so what we have is we have a lot, a lot of Christians that love God with all their heart. And we know many of the healing scriptures, but we're trying to do life. We're trying to do healing outside of our union uh, with Christ. And we've got all of our focus on us and our faith and our confession and, and our works and our giving and our serving. And we've forgotten that it's not about any of those things, albeit, yes, those are good spiritual principles, things we should be doing. But it's not about any of those things that allows me to be healed and walk in divine health. It's about me living in that union, that awareness of yes. him and me and, and I and him. And that's what produces the supernatural in my life. I love that you said awareness. How important is that, that we are actually aware that we have this this life inside of us? It's everything. Like this last year, I've really been on a journey, um, uh, and it has to do with that word, awareness. My, my awareness, my consciousness of him, uh, of him in me, of him with me, of that life that's on the inside of me. Just the other day, I was looking at some things that Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians, and he actually goes on and he makes this statement about how the world, they're alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance. And I'd never really seen it until just a few days ago. He said they're alienated because of their ignorance, because of their not knowing. And then he goes on to talk about the Christian, how the Christian, we've been delivered and set free uh, from from many of these things, but then he goes on to talk to the Christian about how we still we still need to be aware of some of these things, and so that's where you begin to discover that you know you and I as a Christian, you know all of us that are all those that are listening as Christians, we can be filled with this life that's on the inside of us and not know it, mm. and because we don't know it, we'll go through life and experience life just like the sinner and the results just like the center, even though we've got this precious treasure on the inside of us. And we certainly won't, we won't give it away if we don't know that we have it. Yeah, you're certainly not going to give away something you don't know you exactly. have. Exactly. And so that, that leads into a really good point then, is the fact that this right here is why so many Christians who, again, we, we understand our authority, we believe in the Great Commission, we know healing is, is for us, that Jesus died and paid for it, but this is why so many times when we do go to pray for someone, we start asking God to heal them. We start asking God to do something. We're waiting or, you know, we're, we're sitting there, we're waiting and praying for the power of God to show up instead of realizing that I don't even need to ask God's permission. Mm -hmm. I don't need to ask God to show up because literally in this commission that he gave me, you know, God's a just God. He's not going to send me on a mission without giving me the equipment. Right. And you see that Jesus, when he, Jesus sent out the 12, when he was sent out the 70, he gave them the equipment. He gave them power and, and authority over all sickness, over all disease. And he's done the very same thing for us so that, you know, when I'm, when I'm standing before someone, when I go to lay hands on them, I don't have to put empty hands on them. Yes. I can know that when I put my hands on them, something's literally going to flow out of me and flow into them exactly the same way. As when Jesus walked on the earth, and the Bible says that multitudes were trying to touch him for power was flowing out of him. Well, for that power to flow out of him, that means it had to be in him. Yes. 
And if we if we want to start getting the results as Jesus did, and Jesus is the one who said it in John fourteen twelve. He said, "Whoever believes in me will do the very same works, and even greater works." We want to start getting the very same results. Then we need to start seeing ourselves exactly like Jesus. I'm not saying that we are Jesus, but I'm saying we need to see ourselves as Jesus on the earth. For He is the standard for you and I as to what we can do and what we can accomplish on the earth. Not because we're special, mm-hmm. but because we're mm-hmm. one with Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're one with Him. In that very same life, we are a possessor of that exactly the way that Jesus not only was, but Jesus is right now at God's right hand. Yes, and I like the way you say it, Chad, when when you say healing flows from our spirit. So now we've established we, we have the life of God in our spirit. Healing flows from our spirit to our bodies. Just like in the very beginning, I mean, the body wasn't alive until until the life of God was breathed into it. Yeah, we, we see that it's a powerful thing there in Genesis chapter two that, you know, God creates the body of Adam and the body is just laying there dormant. There's no life. There's no mm-hmm, activity. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing. It's just laying there. And then the Bible says that God breathed the breath of life. He put his life inside of that body. And then all of a sudden the big, the body began to move. And so it shows us that our body, God designed our physical body to be responsive to our spirit that you know our spirit was the influence our body not the other way around and that's where we we many times get into a little bit of trouble and that you know we may say that we're we're living by faith and we're quoting these things by faith but we're looking at our body to tell us what's on the contents of my spirit And, and it shouldn't be that way we need to look at what's on the inside and know that what's on the inside is far far greater than what's on the outside. Yes, yes. This is a line, I, I found this line in your book, I always say, you know, the people that listen to, to my podcast, they uh, they know that when I come across something that's just so wonderful and powerful in the book, I usually like print it out in bold and large and then cut it out and tape it to my cabinets because it's just, <laughs> it's just so amazing. And this is something that I found that that was so tremendous and jumped out at me when you were teaching. You said the plan of God was that through salvation, the life of God would flow into our spirit and be a continual flow of healing and health into our body and into others. Whew. Mm-hmm. Boy, Chad, that, <laughs> that one got me. It's just kind of like a, a little nutshell that through salvation, the life of God entered our spirits, and through our spirits, it's a continual flow of health to our bodies. Wow. We need to understand we're a spirit being. We're so dominated by our body and so aware of our body, and forget literally what happened through salvation. And again, a lot of that has to do with the way that it's been taught over the years. Not that it's necessarily wrong, but I mean, think about it. How many times when we're witnessing to someone, you know, telling someone about Jesus, or we see groups go out, you know, to witness to people. How many times is, is it usually the same line, hey, if you were to die today, are you going to go to heaven or mm-hmm. hell? Yes, yes. And that's usually the line. And yes. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a true statement. It's a good question. But for me, and this is just me, I think the better question would be, hey, wouldn't you want to have God living on the inside of you right now? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to go to heaven? But 
salvation isn't about later on. Eternal life begins as soon as I, I receive Jesus, and that's when things begin right now. And so if I'm receiving that right now, that means I can begin to experience that and enjoy that right now. And so who wouldn't want to have God, the creator of the universe, living on the inside of them right now and begin to experience the things that he is and the things that he has in me right now? And one of those wonderful benefits is that life for my body to keep me free from sickness and free from disease and yet also put me in a position to be a deliverer and be a dispenser of that for the world. And that's why for me, you know, at this point and stage of, of life and society and everything that's been going on, I believe it's, it's very much high time for us to, to get this revelation of divine health and healing and what we have, because we have a world that is just so scared of everything that's going on. And I mean, I, I, would, I would pretty much say I guarantee there's a whole lot worse coming down the pipeline. And yet this is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for, for, for us and all those that are listening to grab a hold of these wonderful truths. Yes. And begin to not only be able to walk in it for ourselves, thank God for that, but also be in a position that we can be in a, a, a position of hope and, and, and help and healing for all those that are, that, are, that are looking for that. And so that the world doesn't have to you know, look to the world uh, for a solution. They can look to the church. And so if the church isn't looking to the world for a solution, the church can actually look to who they are and what Jesus already did uh, for them. So it's a wonderful time that we get to, to live in uh, because of what Jesus already did for us. So yes. we'll just grab a hold of that. Yes. What salvation truly is all about, that's about this life we get to live. And then when we get to heaven, we just can get to continue uh, living and doing what we were already doing. Yes, yes. You know, I, I'm sure so many people like I have in, in, in all of my years of being a believer, you know, I have read so many things about health and healing and divine health and living in divine health and walking in divine health. But you, in your book, now this is pretty bold, Chad, but I loved it. You said, here is the answer for divine health. Yeah, you know, I, I really truly believe that. I, I know it's a, it's a pretty bold statement. And, it is. And I usually stay away from from making statements like, this is the answer, you know, this is the key. I usually stay away from stuff like that. But I firmly believe that this right here, it is the answer for divine health. Many of us, we know a lot of the healing scriptures. We know what we would refer to as the redemption scriptures. Many people know, you know, for instance, First Peter 2, 24, you know, they'll say, by the stripes of Jesus, I, I was healed, we were healed. We know those things. But, you know, you can, you can know scriptures and you can be real intelligent, you can be real smart, uh, but just because you know scriptures doesn't mean that you're going to experience those things. Uh, you know, Jesus even told the Pharisees, he said, you know, you search the scriptures for in them, he thinks eternal life, but I am life. I'm standing right here in front of you. And, uh, and so I just believe that, that this subject right here, it kind of gets us back to the basics and, and not looking at ourselves anymore. And just looking at him and, and realizing that this is uh, the missing ingredient yes. that God put on the inside of us. Um, so many people that believe in healing, it's almost like there's a disconnect in the fact that I know healing is mine. I know Jesus paid for it. Now I just need to get God to give it to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the healing, it's mine, it's paid for, but it's up in heaven. 
And so I've got to figure out what lever, what button, what knob to turn to get God to give it to me. And so that's why so many people are praying, you know, God-fearing, God-loving people. They're praying, God, heal me. God, heal me. But we never see Jesus ever pray that prayer. We never see Jesus pray for God to heal anybody. Because why? Because Jesus understood he had he he had the answer in him, and he could release that. And so for for those of us that are saved and one with him, that's the that's the thing that when God moved on the inside of me, he brought everything that he is. And, and that's why for me, for so many years, it, it almost seemed like there's a disconnect in the fact that okay, I'm saved, I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit, God lives in me, but somehow, some way, he left that healing power in heaven. And now I've got to figure out how to get him to give it to me. Hmm. But, you know, you can't separate God and his life. You can't separate God and his healing power. No. It's one and the same. So if he's on the inside of me, and I don't know of a Christian that doesn't believe the scripture that says that, you know, the spirit of God lives on the inside of us. Well, if he's on the inside of me, then that life, that healing power has to be there too. And so if it's already there, that means everywhere that I go, it's already in me. It's like I'm a, I'm a living, walking pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> and so it eliminates this working piece of trying to figure out what steps and what keys I need to do to try to get God to give it to me. And the wonderful reality, it's just the grace of God. The wonderful reality is God already put it on the inside of me. I'm not trying to twist God's arm to try to, to get him to, to heal me and, and, and give me that power that I need, it's already there. And so it puts me in a position just to live. Yes. And just to enjoy life. And, you know, Jesus didn't save me so I could work to get what he, you know, what he worked for me. It's already on the inside of me. Yes. And so it just, it keeps me from, from working. And there's too many people who, who are calling it faith, but, but it really is, it's works. And, and so I, I've seen this in so many years I'm dealing with people, you know, they're, they're stressed, they're frustrated, they know the scriptures, they're quoting the scriptures, they're making the right confessions and this and that, and yet still nothing's happening. Right, right, right. And it's because the focus is, is wrong. The focus is on what they need to do instead of what's on the inside of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And once you begin to understand that, I mean, it's like, you know, when we take a... a, a a vitamin or we take a, a pill, a prescription pill or something. We take that, and then once we swallow that, we go on about our business because we know the pill is going to go on the inside of us, and it knows where to go and knows what to do, and we don't think anything about it because we know it, that it's working. What well, should be the very same thing, and even more so when it comes to the life of God that's on the inside of us. If I know that it's there and I'm aware of it, then I can put my faith on that, that it's working. And the more that I, I'm aware of that, the more, I like to say it like this, the more you know, the more it flows. <laughs> <laughs> the, more, the more aware you are of what's on the inside of you, the more you're releasing your faith on that, and the more that's just beginning to flow into your body. Oh, I like that you and mentioned both. I really both, believe it's the answer. You mentioned both of those words, awareness and releasing. So being aware that that life of God is inside of you, and then releasing it to our bodies so oh my my goodness that that is that is so so exciting and and you ask this question too um did did we ever notice that jesus wasn't sick while he was on the earth and then 
moving on to explain, Chad, that with, when Jesus knew that that life of God was inside of him, it also effect, affected his physical body. Is that the same for us? It's exactly the same for us because, again, Jesus is the standard. And I always like to remind people of this, and, I, and I'm constantly reminding myself of this, is that Jesus, yes, he, he was God, but the Bible tells us in Philippians 2 that he laid aside everything that gave him an advantage. He humbled himself, and he came and did life as a man. And so we see Jesus doing life as a man. He's ministering as a man, praying as a man, raising the dead as a man, healing as a man, anointed by God. So God doesn't need to be anointed, but man does. And we see that in Acts 10.38. And so th this very same substance, this life that was on, on the inside of Jesus, that was flowing out of Jesus, that's what's flowing on the inside of us. And one of the, one of the most powerful things that we see uh, with Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration. We see the story about Jesus when he was, he was praying. He was spending time with the Father. And, uh, and Peter and John, they see that this light begins to shine out of Jesus, so much so that his skin his skin's shining, his clothes are shining. Yes. And, and it was this life, you know, again, uh, John chapter 1, verse 4 says, In him was life, and this life, it was light. It was the light. And, and we see this, this beginning to emanate from his body. And one of the most powerful things I see with this is when you compare it to that of Moses. You know, Moses had a similar experience when he was on the mountain for 40 days in the presence of God. And when Moses was up there, when he came down, the Bible tells us that Moses' face was shining. And so much so he had to close it because it was, it was scaring people. But the, the vast difference, the big difference in that is that with Moses, he got into the presence of God, and it was God's life from the outside coming in. Yes. But with yes. Jesus, it was that life coming from the inside flowing out. Yes. And that's, that's the thing with us. We are to be living from the inside out. It's, it's what's on the inside of us. And so anytime we look at Jesus, we can see Jesus in that situation. What Jesus had, we have. The life that he had, Amen. we have. Amen. Amen. I, I would love it if you would take just a moment. I just keep feeling this in, inside of me. The people that are listening to this message right now, would, would you pray for them for awareness and also so that they would know how to release that life of God that's already in them instead of them asking God to heal them but to release that life of God will you give us an example of that will you will you pray teach us right now how do we pray for one another and how do we pray for ourselves in those situations well you know the apostle Paul actually gave us a prayer regarding that <laughs> Most of us kind of pass on by it, but, you know, in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, 15 through 21, Paul says this. He said, I pray for you daily. He said, I make mention of you, of you in my prayers. And it's, it's very interesting that this prayer that Paul prays, he said, this is what I pray. He said, I pray that the eyes of your spirit would be enlightened, mm. that you would know and you would understand. And then he lists three things. He said, this is what I'm praying that God would give you wisdom and revelation. That, that your eyes would be open, you would understand these three things. He said, number one, he said, I pray that you would understand the call of God on your life, the hope of God's calling for your life. He said, number two, he said, I pray that your eyes would be open, 
and you would understand the inheritance that God has in the saints. Yes. And number three, and this is the for me, this is the the big one. He said, number three, he said, I pray that your eyes would be open and you would understand that the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead is literally on the inside of you. Wow. It's interesting because you look at the way Paul prayed in comparison to the way we pray. So many people are praying, God, give us more power. God, give us more anointing. God, give us more this. God, give us more that. Paul didn't pray that way. Paul prayed, God, show them what you gave them. Mm. Help them to understand what you actually, not just put in their hands, but what you put on the inside of them. Help them to get a revelation of that. That was Paul's prayer. He didn't pray for God to give them power. He said, God, open their eyes and help them to see this dead raising power you put on the inside of them. And so I would encourage everyone that's listening, this is the way that I would pray because this is the way I do pray. Uh, Father, open my eyes, help me to see, help me have a greater revelation, understanding of what's on the inside of me. That same power that you exerted and you released when you raised up Jesus from the dead, help me understand that that same power is on the inside of me. You know, Paul talks about this over in Romans uh, chapter 8. He said, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that's giving life to your mortal body. It's a parallel to Ephesians. He said that same life that was exerted when God raised Jesus from the dead is the very same life that's on the inside of us to give life to our mortal body, this body that's subject to death, this body we're in. He's talking about this this body right here. And so I would even dare say that many of you that are listening right now, just as we've been, been talking about this life that's on the inside of us, I would dare say that many of you already got healed and you don't even realize it. Oh. If you go ahead and check yourself, you'll notice that a lot of the pains, the aches, things that were going on in your body are already gone. Maybe some of you that had some some ankle, knee issues, shoulder joint issues, you'll begin to realize that all of a sudden you realize you can move those things that you couldn't move before. And the whole reason is, as we've just been talking about Jesus and this wonderful life that's on the inside of us and you forgot about the issue. And you became so much more aware of Jesus and this and this this great, wonderful person that's living on the inside of you and the contents of your spirit, you became more aware of that just for a moment, more so than what's going on in your body, and that's all that it takes. Yes. It just takes one moment yes. to become more aware of him than the problem. And that's when miracles begin to happen. We become aware of him. Yes. But those of you who are listening, I I'll just say this and we'll just we'll just we'll just pray over you right now. Father we just thank you for what you have done for us, this wonderful, magnificent life, this healing power that you have deposited into our spirit, not only so we could have and live in divine health, but also that we could release unto other people. But Father, I just pray right now, not only you'd open up their eyes, but just uh, through my mouth, we can, we can not only release the life of God through our hands, we can also release it through our words. Jesus said that his words were spirit, and his words were life. And we release life right now into these listeners' bodies. Father, we speak to hearts right now, heart yes. conditions and lung conditions. And we release life into those organs. That the things that were maybe dead or weren't functioning, that they begin to function right now. Those that were having uh, eye problems, blurriness, fuzziness, spots in their eyes, that those things begin to immediately dissipate and disappear, and that clear vision begins to to function the way that you designed for it to be. Father, we thank you for life flowing 
and that every single person that's listening right now, and that miracles are happening right now all around the world, not because of what they've done, because of literally what you've put on the inside of them. And just because of us becoming aware of it and becoming conscious of it, those things are beginning to flow right now. In Jesus' mighty name, and wonderful, wonderful things are happening yes. right now. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And mighty testimony is coming from that. Amen. Yes. Amen. Let me take just a second here and let everybody know that's listening, um, Chad, about your resource package that you have prepared, especially for them. It's your brand new and exclusive book and powerful two CD audio teaching series called Possessors of Life. Wow. That just gets me excited kind of saying it. Possessors of life. And they're also going to receive, Chad, your 40-day devotional called Think Like Jesus, 40 Days to Creating a Miracle Mindset. So all of you just be sure to listen at the end of the program because Sid will be here to let you know exactly how you can get that. So Chad, we've got just a couple minutes left. So I wanted to ask you about this example you gave. I'm such a visual person. If somebody gives me an analogy, it's like I can just see it in my head. And you talked about um, being hooked up to the IV of the life of God. <laughs> I love that. I can just see that. Yeah. Yeah, I like to use my imagination too. I, you know, I firmly believe God gave us this imagination. Me personally, I, I think our imagination is a doorway in, into the spiritual thing, into the supernatural. But yeah, I like to look at it like that as far as an IV. You know, if anybody's ever gone to the hospital, you know, you'll notice one of the very first things they do is many times they'll hook you up to an IV. And so, I look at that scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 11 that we, we mentioned. I look at that scripture in, in Ephesians chapter 1, 18 and 19 about this, this dead-raising power, this life. I look at it like that IV, that, you know, that IV bag, that being, that being God, and that, that fluid, that, that solution flowing out of that bag and flowing into me. And it's just a constant drip, 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 drip. I'm not working for it. I'm not having to do anything for it. All I got to do is just sit there and rest. And that's, that's literally what faith is. It's just a rest. And, and it's, it's just the grace of God and the position that Jesus put us in that we can just be a part of him. And, and it just goes back to, again, John 15, 5. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you know, much fruit will be produced. You know, Jesus said he's the vine and we're the branch. And so it's the same thing. You know, the branch, even the smallest of the small little twigs, like they don't have really any responsibility to make anything work. All the work comes down to the trunk and the roots. Yes. That's the part of the tree that has, has the job. And the rest of the tree, they just need to stay a part of it. They just need to abide in the tree, be joined to the tree. And Jesus is that trunk. He's the roots, and we're just the branches. And as long as we just stay connected to him, everything that's flowing through him, that just begins to flow through us. And through that, that's how fruit is produced. Yes. That's yes. how the leaves are produced, and the fruit and the flowers. And so, yeah, I just look at it like we're that IV. Yeah. And we're connected to him. And I, <laughs> and it, I use the example of the tree, too. Just let it flow. Yeah, let it flow, let it flow. <laughs> yeah, I think there may be a Disney song about that or something. <laughs> let it go, let it flow. <laughs> 
Chad, you mentioned an example of, of what you said was the life of God in action. There was there was a testimony that you got not too long ago of, of a little boy and his family that you actually you ministered to them and you ministered a word on the life of God and healing. What happened there? Yeah, so there was a uh, there was a couple. It was at the same church in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, uh, where the the deaf woman who was a part of David Koresh's uh, compound. There was a couple there. They had a young little boy, and they had come to me at the end of the service, and he had a uh, a big growth uh, on his neck, and they said they had been praying and this and that, and and so that night I'd been teaching on the life of God, and and so we spent a few moments after the service, and just kind of encouraging them about what we had talked about and reminding them of some of these wonderful truths. And then we laid hands on him and we just imparted life. We released the life of God into his body. Well, uh, it was a year later that I was back at that church and ministering at that church. And they were the first couple that I saw that came running up to me and they were showing me their little boy and the growth was completely gone. And they began to tell me the story that it was just, a, I want to say roughly about a week and they noticed that this uh, this big growth, it started drying up. And the doctors had done uh, lots of different procedures and trying to do different things, and, and they weren't able to take care of it. They would they would cut it off. It would grow back. And uh, so they said roughly about a week, they noticed that it began to die and just dry up, and it eventually just went away. And the do- doctors were trying to figure out what happened to it. And we've got some great pictures they sent to us just showing us uh, before and after. But it was a wonderful, wonderful testimony of just releasing that life and putting our faith in that. Not asking God to do anything, but realizing what he gave us to give away. Mm-hmm. And then that, that little boy, I mean, he's he's very healthy and and just, you know, a very healthy, young, spunky little boy <laughs> and enjoying life and doesn't doesn't have that growth on his neck anymore. So praise God. Amen. Amen. Let let's uh just take a moment before we say goodbye to everybody and and there's a few powerpoints that you just the, these are points that everybody should get down in their spirit and everybody should know. Yeah, so these 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 are three kind of big ones and yet they they really summarize this this piece about the life of God. That number one, the life of God it's in us for us. Uh you know, we made mention of it earlier that this is the key. It is the the missing ingredient in regards to divine health and walking in divine health and healing for us. God put this on the inside of us for us so that we didn't have to experience sickness and disease. It's the reason Jesus never got sick, because he, he had this on the inside of him to protect him and keep him. And the more that we begin to understand that this is in us, that it just begins to flow in us, and it just emanates through every single pore of my skin and just keeping sickness and disease away from me, just kind of like a bug zapper. Yeah. You know, any type of bug that tries to come up and it gets zapped, you know, <laughs> and the same thing with us, any type of disease, virus, bacteria, anything, it dies upon impact. So that life of God, it's in us and it's for us, but it's not just for us. It's also in us for other people. And this is where life really begins to get fun because God gave us this this wonderful heavenly substance so that we could give it away. We're possessors of it, not only for ourselves, but we're also possessors so we can be distributors. Yes. And we yes. can give this away to other people that 
that are in need of, of, of healing. But the wonderful thing is with healing is that it not only takes care of a physical issue, but it also opens up their hearts to, to, to experience God for themselves and ultimately come to make Jesus, you know, their Lord and Savior. And so I, I really love that peace and that it's not only for us, but it's also there for us to give away to other people. Yes. And yet this last, this last PowerPoint is the fact that, you know, what's on the inside of us, it is the very same measure to the very same degree, same quality, same quantity that was in Jesus Christ himself. So many times we start to kind of talk about things like this, and then we want to go off kind of in a rabbit trail and say, well, but, you know, we've only got a, a certain measure of this because, you know, we're not like Jesus, and Jesus had all of it. Well, but if I'm united with him, you know, in First Corinthians, Paul said that we are one spirit with the Lord. You know, and over in Ephesians, that, that wonderful passage of Scripture we hear so many times in marriage ceremonies, you know, we're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And Paul says, but yeah, we're not really talking about husband and wife. We're talking about you and Jesus, you know, the head of the church and the body. We're, we've got to see ourselves as one with him and that everything that's flowing through him, it's flowing through me so that I'm in a position that no matter what the circumstances, I can manifest Jesus exactly in the very same way and get the very same results as if it was Jesus doing it himself. So I can't do what he did if I don't have the same stuff. Yes. Yes. And yes. So we, we have it just like him. Amen. Amen. Chad, would you just, before we leave, before we say goodbye, would you just release the life of God into those that are listening? Yeah. Right now, we just we grab a hold of what's on the inside of us, and because we are possessors of this life, we've been made to be a possessor of it. We release this right now by faith into every single person that's listening. If you are a Christian, this life, it's already on the inside of you. But we can also, we can release it with our words and give you a double dose. <laughs> and so we just thank you that, that through our words, this life, it's flowing into people's bodies. And people that may not be aware of what's on the inside of them, hey, you can grab a hold of what we're declaring right now by faith. And know that as we speak and we release these life, this life with our words, that it's literally flowing into your body. Yes. It's flowing into your organs. It's flowing into your brain, your eyes, your ears, your joints, and filling up every single cell in your body, filled yes. to the full and overflowing with God's abundant, eternal, everlasting life, so that you can walk in divine health and be free of all sickness and all disease. Yes. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. Chad, thanks so much for being with us. And I want everybody to be sure and listen for Sid Roth at the end of this program. He'll be here in just a moment to tell you how you can get Chad Gonzalez's brand new and exclusive book and powerful two CD audio teaching series called Possessors of Life. Plus, you'll also receive Chad's 40-day devotional, Think Like Jesus, 40 Days to Creating a Miracle Mindset. Thank you all for joining us today, and now here's Sid. What if eternal life wasn't so much about getting you somewhere, heaven, but more about getting something into you? When Chad Gonzalez got the revelation that we are possessors of the life of God, their ministry exploded with miracles. 
This revelation was the missing ingredient from Pentecostal churches to Assembly of God to Charismatic to Word of Faith. This revelation was the missing ingredient. And now Chad wants to share it with you and equip you to release it to others. The best part, it's simple and it works. You'll get Chad Gonzalez's brand new and exclusive book and two CD audio teaching series, Possessors of Life. Plus, you'll also receive Chad's 40-day devotional, Think Like Jesus, 40 Days to Creating a Miracle Mindset, all for an investment of only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9758. Once again, that's offer number 9758. 